0: Hello everyone, I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by Robert D. Fleece, talking about Friday Night Smackdown, among other things, uh, this week. But uh, Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing,
1: I I could be better, Colin. A lot of people lost their jobs yesterday, and I assume that will be the bulk of the conversation that we have tonight.
0: It will be. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to talk about it on a stream yet. I mean, the the wrestling world spins on. I had to write three articles today alone because people were uh, commenting about these releases, and it's disheartening stuff where you know these people you know, live in their dreams and they're swept away at the drop of a hat like that. Um, you know, obviously lots of talk job, but we do have Smackdown then it was a slow show, but we do have some, some things to get into. And before we do, just want to remind you all this show, like everything we do here is available on all of our platforms, it's not called Spotify, YouTube podcast, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So I guess we'll start with the good. Uh, Roman Reigns was back on Smackdown this week. Now as the tribal chief, he was greatly missed. He's back. Uh, he was apparently at a private island last week, running around naked, <laughs> which was fantastic. um And he also, I guess, well, you know, uh, you know compare, uh, combine it all here. He also buried Raw by saying that uh, in the one week he was he was gone, SmackDown sucked so much that it was almost like Raw, not quite that bad, but almost. Uh, but basically, that set up a conversation uh, for the second week in a row between the Usos and the New Day. And this time around, DJ Kassia, uh, DJ, sorry, DJ's, uh, I got distracted. just asking about the releases. DJ, DJ don't, don't you worry, we, we, we will get into them. Just want to run through uh, the the uh, few noteworthy things from SmackDown first. Um, but with the, the, the Usos and the, the New Day setting up this conversation with King Woods saying, okay, uh, I want to face Jay in a singles match. If I win, Jay has to bow, bow down to me, he has to bend the knee. But if Jay wins, I will acknowledge the tribal chief. And I thought that was was a pretty fun way of setting up what turned out to be a pretty darn fun main event. But I'll pause there so we can talk about uh, Roman being back and this ongoing saga with the New Day.
1: I think if they want to really pop a rating, they should tease showing footage of Roman Reigns running around naked (laughs) on a private island. Because that's that's how you get numbers these days, okay? That's something what I think they should do to pop a rating. Now... I like that Woods is getting the rub here. It's good. It makes sense. I had completely blanked until about two minutes before the show's over that they're doing all of this because Roman's going to fight E mm-hmm. and Sarasures. But like, you wouldn't know that because they're not right. plugging Sarasures at all. You nope. would think with the hot angle of Charlotte and Becky, and they would have been like, hey, guess what? They're going to fight at Survivor Series. And you know how how heated it gets when they're around. You'd think they'd do that. You'd think they'd be like, hey, this is a message to Big E because I'm fighting him at Survivor Series. No, but I have a theory that they probably haven't plugged Survivor Series because you got to plug five-on-fives. And they didn't know who was going to be in the five-on-fives because they didn't know who was going to lose their job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. uh, That's my easy to see, yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I. Admittedly, I forgot that. Uh. uh, For me, the. the, I. My mind kind of buys into what they. Uh. uh The way they frame it, it's like okay, SmackDown's kind of doing their thing, Raw's doing their thing, some Biggies off, you know, shooting with Seth Rollins and and uh, Kevin Owens over over there, and the New Day is doing their thing with Roman Reigns. But of course, in the background, yeah, like they will probably do Biggie versus Roman for Survivor Series. But they had kind of built up to that. Now they're you know take like uh, that's on the back burner while still doing this new day it's it's very kind of convoluted but uh i do think in some capacity we'll be getting new day and bloodline as that's well just saying survivor series um potentially i would say in two matches with the singles and tag matches there um maybe but at the very least i i feel like we are gonna get biggie and roman and yeah you know survivor series is quickly approaching so you would hope that would be uh a little more prominently featured here it, in the it's build-up.
1: weird because there's like two How many episodes of SmackDown left? You got next week.
0: Maybe one more. And the week after, that's it. Yeah,
1: And it's odd because Christina Salen, who, by the way, isn't with the company anymore, said on an investor call yesterday (laughs) that Survivor Series is a tentpole event for the company. They were in Brooklyn, by God, New York, at the Barclays Center. You'd think they'd be making a huge deal out of this card. And you can say, well, Robert, it's November 5th. November's just getting started. Yes, but they're already down to two episodes SmackDown, right, right. two episodes of Raw. Start plugging this thing. We need to get it underway and underway quick.
0: That's how that's how you get the big fight feel. You got to build it up. You got to like you know really heat it they up across time.
1: You know, for like five weeks.
0: Right, it's great. Right, and even then, like I, they could have done more. The like five weeks was like great for what we got. Whereas this? Like they're already down to. Less than three. So yeah. So you know, it's it's time to get this going. And and that's just saying maybe they could do a three on three. Um, I'd like that. I mean, we already oh, got can,
1: no, oh my god. Three on three in terms of
0: new like, New Day Bloodline.
1: Oh, I thought he was saying like, let's add NXT. And no. Do, no, we're done, we're done with those days. <laughs> yeah,
0: those days were gone. Those days were gone. But I, yeah. I think we're gonna get New Day Bloodline again in some capacity. They already did it on Raw. Uh, in september so i feel like they might do that uh, maybe at some point over the build up here especially if they do wind up um emphasizing biggie and roman but uh kind of looking maybe a little further than that another potential direction here would be to see roman and xavier woods the, the king versus the tribal chief i would like that very much uh potentially for like the day one pay-per-view in uh january if they could draw it out uh, draw smartly it out enough
1: because like who cares it's, Woods is royalty. You can drag it out to the Royal Rumble.
0: I just worry, you know, it's the problem as it is anyway. Just like I, I, I don't trust them to do these like long stories to the point that's like if if they're already doing this now and then they're and gonna I do something.
1: To do short stories anymore? And I know, like, right? Look, I know it's popular to crap on WWE, but like they don't even do short stories properly anymore. I don't. I don't know what's going on with this company. They they're like a legacy brand at this point. And I don't know where <laughs> the direction of their modern content is headed. Thank God woods is king of the ring. Cause that's like one of the only cool things this company has.
0: Right. And for me, there's that Roman, like there's something that's just so beautiful about Roman, like fully acknowledging that raw sucks and then fully like even saying SmackDown sucks without him, uh Nesh had said earlier in the show that uh SmackDown didn't suck without him. I mean, it didn't suck, but it wasn't like I feel like it, it is much better with him on the show. And then that that's an indictment on the the strength of the the depth of the product, and then if you, you factor in they're releasing groups of people at a time, so then that depth literally is just uh disappearing uh oh, through yeah, their own that, actions. That
1: depth no longer exists.
0: Yeah. Like you know?
1: I remember when it was like my God, they have so many people now. It's like, who do they have?
0: Right, you know. At the very least, it's becoming very top heavy in that sense. But um, a lot of comments here again criticizing the the lack of bullet for his virus series. I would agree. There's no team for like we don't know who's going to be on Team SmackDown. We don't know who's who what, what matches we're going to get. Again, the time is is ticking. It's time to get this going. Michael Beltran going as far to say it was an, a, an atrocious show. I don't know if I would go atrocious, but it definitely was not. Good uh, again for me. Uh, I'm very biased. I enjoy the Roman stuff, so that kind of props it up for me. If, if this was a show without Roman, oh boy, like this would have been rough, and it was anyway. Like I, it's my job to cover the show from from a news perspective, and every like segment of a segment, okay, this happened, but pretty skippable, not really newsworthy, not really like important. Uh, you had happy talk with the Viking Raiders, and there, okay, I will say there's this wasn't like necessarily worth uh, an article or anything, but uh, at one point, happy uh, Mad Cap Moss. The master of usually like corny bad jokes, but now he's 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 devolved into just literally like offensive jokes. The I quote, I quote unquote, he was talking to Viking, Ra- Ra- uh, Viking Raiders, and he said, uh, "How did the young woman suffocate? She took a Viking to a Viking." I was like, "What? <laughs> what? This is what are we, Robert? What? <laughs> this man? Like, no, <laughs> no, okay." <laughs>
1: Uh, that's, that's a choice. Oh um, my gosh, I think he means they smell. They smell. The
0: that Vikings was not smell. the way it came across. I am sorry. Okay, <laughs> oh my or God. he I'm murdered g- her what? violently,
1: or the Viking murdered her violently.
0: Either way, it's a bad look. It's a bad. You know? I- um, my mind went to like somewhere like even worse than that. We're <laughs> not gonna get into that, but like my gosh, <laughs> this was bad. And yeah, maybe he'd be better off as saying with a twenty four seven title. Sure, better than this, because like, at least then he wasn't getting like potential nuclear heat for stuff like that. Because like that's really bad. Um, but I bet, I bet no. you
1: anything that's cut out of the uh future airings of this show, you can't just make jokes about women suffocating. Like that's
0: twenty twenty one, Robert. It was 2021. And you I was it's twenty twenty one. Now just
1: make like you, I, I argue in two thousand one, you shouldn't make those right. jokes. Right. Like. Right.
0: So yes, um, don't want to don't want to spend too much time on that. But my gosh, that was not great. I did thing not
1: here, like that's, that's <laughs> quite the joke.
0: <sighs> Another thing here, you know, just a lot of um, a lot of met on this show because you know, as DJ's saying here, Shotzi's new character reminds him of the new vicious side of Rosdamian Priest. Again, I say, as I did last week, Shotzi could have been a great babyface. And tonight didn't – I mean, I, I thought it was a good promo. But again, like kind of like when Becky Lynch came back. I'm like, I'm not really buying what they're selling. I'm like, this is someone that feels it's like they could really be this wonderful, you know, likeable babyface. She got great reactions last week. So she turned to on Sasha Banks. And now she's saying that she, she lost title opportunities. Well, she did. She literally beat the title champions, never got a sh- title shot. Uh, and then she, you know, got this match with Sasha Banks. And so I was short about last week, lost it. And she kind of, you know, minus one for she lost her tag team partner. She was drafted away. And that kind of blurs the line of like, they moved her away. But, you know, I digress. I think that this is um, odd, especially because SmackDown is lacking those top-level babyfaces beyond Sasha Banks. Again, the the, the lack of depth being uh, a problem. And, uh, and that's just saying she doesn't want Sasha as a heel. And I would agree.
1: Yeah, I I think that that's completely fair. I, I I don't want I don't want Shotzi as a heel though, because Shotzi is a fun-loving, energetic baby face. Sasha Banks, people love her, but she understands she's kind of like a Kardashian. Right. In the way that she's like they know the Kardashians know that they're not liked, that they're kind of Above others, or at least they come across that way, and that's what Sasha is on television, I think.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, and yeah, what we kind of talked about last week that she's uh, you know, beyond being face and heel, but maybe more of just uh, that's her, she's she's Shasta Banks, like period, and then and, and she can uh, defer between the two as needed. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it could be a, a good feud. I mean, I thought the promo, like the message was good, but again, it's like more of a problem for me with in general, just the lack. not necessarily being on board with the choice in the first place, but again, I digress. We'll uh, run through the rest of SmackDown here, so we talk about the releases. We had uh, Cesaro and Mansoor team up, and they lost to Los Lotharios, so Robert, oh. Mansoor is not going to win the world title at the next <laughs> Saudi Arabia show.
1: No, what you, need to, what you need to understand is Mansoor will one day win that world title out of Saudi Arabia. One show. day. One day. And they got like eight years to do it. They, they gotta do it right now. They gotta do it like in 2025 or six. You know, that's what it's gonna be. Mansoor where this point will be jacked to the <laughs> nines. And it'll be Brock Lesnar. It'll be great. It'll be a great redemption story for for Saudi Arabia. But for now He's, for some reason, teaming with Cesaro.
0: Because they have nobody else. Because ha- they're forced to just, like, use what they got at this point uh, whoever's you, left.
1: Can you believe that, like, Cesaro, six months ago, was fighting the Roman Reigns? I, I told cannot. you. Listen, I didn't want to be right about this. Everybody's and I didn't like, want oh to be God. right. No. Oh, my God. You're so negative. Oh, my God. But like, look, I said, Cesaro's going to beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And that's the only thing they'll ever give him. And they will hang their hat on he beats Seth Rollins at WrestleMania forever, and they did. That's a shame. I, honestly, Cesaro is one of those people who is all elite as a competitor in my line, and I just like I'd like his promotional affiliation to show the same.
0: DJ is doing that as well. If not, we're not talking about wanting someone to get fired, but. The valid uh, point being that they might be better off elsewhere, whether they leave uh, will- willingly or not. And again, we'll talk about the releases because that's true for a lot of people that got released yesterday, but um, yeah, it is really just a bummer. And again, to- like I didn't want them to lose this match. I didn't want them to win this match. Cause like, I didn't want Cesar to lose, but you're trying to build up uh, Angel Garza and Humberto as a new team. So at least kind of follow that through and have them win their, their debut on SmackDown, their uh, the first match. So, so some, some, credit for that, I guess. Uh, another thing, not super great. We had Ricochet debut on SmackDown and he goes from losing to Drew McIntyre on Raw to losing to Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. He looked great in doing so. He's immensely talented. Some might say, as Robert just said, all elite as a competitor in his own way. Uh, but uh, they got enough.
1: Uh, look, Ricochet can flip. I like Ricochet. He's great. Nobody can flip like Ricochet does. And I just think that Drew McIntyre is being built to face Brock Lesnar and or Roman Reigns and or both within the next uh, few months.
0: So it seems like it was a good claim when Midair air as Stephen Chambers saying, it was a fun spot to end the match. Um, again, I say I was hoping for better for Ricochet. And we had like a tease of a team with Mustafa Ali, but then Ricochet shot him down. Rightfully so, because he said, oh, you treated Mansoor terribly, so why would I want team with you? But we've already seen these guys feud for like several weeks on Raw, just like a year ago. So I'm not sure if that's exactly what I want to see right now. But I guess I'd rather have both guys on TV than not. So I guess that is a, a silver lining for that as well. Uh, one more thing to really kind of again wrap up a fairly light episode of SmackDown. We saw Hit Row, Sans Bfab. Uh, and that just didn't feel right. I'll admit it. I yeah. said it last week. I didn't I don't love Hit Row, but my gosh, like they they felt like a three-legged table without Bfab out there. Did they change their theme song yet? I nearly missed when they came out. I don't know if they, they did. Because
1: they should. Yeah. Because the main rapper on that track is no longer working for your company. And Real- mm. realistically, when she was drafted and they called her Fab B, perhaps the writing was on the wall.
0: <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, Corg, uh, Pat, Pat McAfee, not sure if he was like trying to pay tribute or. I don't know, like what the what the message here was, but like when Hiro was uh, going out to uh, got to the ring, he said, "Oh, this is gonna be fabulous." I was like,
1: "Yeah." Mm,
0: I'm not sure about that. Whether that was like again, I can take think, it way. I
1: think that's meant to be a tribute.
0: All right. Well, a, a a sad one nonetheless. Again, I guess we'll we'll wrap up the SmackDown talk again onto the the releases. So, Robert, for a fairly. Uh, light uh, uh, episode of SmackDown Night. What, what do you think?
1: Six. six. So it's a very light episode.
0: I'll go for a six, and that's like mostly for the, the Bloodline New Day stuff. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, with that being said, we have 18 releases to talk about. I have the list pulled up right here. And, Robert, this list is something else. We've got bfab fab we just said. Ember Moon. Eva Marie, Frankie Monet, my gosh, Grand Madalik, Harry Smith, Jeet Rama, Jesse Kamea, Karrion Cross, who? Katrina Cortez, Keith Lee, of all people, Lindsay Dorado, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Oni Lorcan, Scarlett, Scar- I don't know if last name, Bordadoro, uh, Trey Baxter, and Zeta Ramirez. Oh my gosh, I admittedly wasn't working last night, and this stuff just hit the fan. Man, you were. You and, were, <laughs>
1: The poor guy who came into the chat like, oh, this is very surprising.
0: I there was a report earlier in the day that the releases would be in the single digits. So my naive butt is thinking, all right, you know, not gonna be good, but like maybe it'll be okay. You know, maybe maybe some people that don't get used, maybe some people that like you could kind of see coming. And that's just saying we never even got to see Harry Smith. So like you kind of if they decide to go a different way, like, all right, you know, that's fine. Um but my gosh, Robert, former NAC champions Keith Lee, Carrying Across, people that have a lot of potential that sell a lot of merchandise. Hit Rose uh, B. Fab, you know that T-shirt selling like hotcakes. And you've got um, Frank and Mané, who should have been by all uh, by all rights a major major star. People never got the chance to to show up the proof of they could do. Grand Lee, Clancy Dorado, uh, Maya Yim never got used on the main roster. Oni Lorcan, criminally underrated. Scarlet and uh, Scarlet and Karen to me could have been huge stars and they were mishandled from the get-go we never even got to see carrion and Scott together on main roster and then we got um keith lee who by all rights should have been an absolutely like top level main event star um squandered you know uh, all,
1: yeah. all for right, all for so clinical nice. budget
0: cuts and it's also complicated because potentially it's linked to some of them to vaccination status but all together a very crappy situation, a very sad situation, a very frustrated situation, to say the least.
1: Let's, let's dissect some of the easier ones. G. Rama, great Indian superstar. Poor guy, NXT India, wasn't going to take off. I guess, you know, that, that just wasn't meant to be. But G. Rama, I'm sure he'll get another shot one day when they're ready to expand. Zeta Ramir... She'll be fine. She'll work more on the indies. Katarina Cortez, poor thing, just tweeted that she's going to lose her work visa and she'll have to sell everything that she's worked so hard for. I hope that that situation works out very okay for her. Um, she was on Raw with Cara, Didn't go too far. But I believe that, like... She'll be able to stay in the country, maybe get some work for AEW, maybe get some work for Impact, and she'll be all right. Now, let's move up in the ladder a little bit. Only Lorcan will be fine. If you is already booked to work the sixteen Gold carrot tournament in Germany in March, and that's great. Um, Scarlet, the writing was on the wall. I think that she is great. I think that for the style of women's wrestling that uh, they are gravitating towards, Scarlett Bordeaux fits that mold. She looks amazing. She can easily, you know, put on a good match. I don't know how they let her go, but I, I saw it coming because they never had her on Raw with Karen Cross. But it doesn't matter because they let Karen Cross go. And what the hell? You can't. It's weird with guys like Cross, with guys like Keith, with Adam Cole, because, like, you can't say that they had bad runs. No. Car- Karrion Cross spent 17 months on television and only, you know, the last month or so was bad. Karrion Cross was pushed to the moon on NXT. Karrion Cross was, you know,. The NXT champion twice, uh, keep Lee. I don't know how the fuck he let go. Of Keith Lee. Brock Lesnar put this guy over. Never mind. Like you need to take out the NXT stuff. You need to take out like, you know the
0: beating Randy Orton. All of this so like the good war stuff on games.
1: The, the all that stuff. Brock Lesnar got a face to face with this guy in the Royal Rumble and said. Who is this motherfucker? And was like, oh, I want to fight him. <laughs> how do you, how do you have Brock Lesnar say to somebody, I want to fight him, and then not utilize them? And then, by the way, he spent like six months off because he had COVID. And he was fighting for his life. How do you let go of this person? I
0: don't know, man. It's I really don't. American. I really don't.
1: I hey, look. I'm gonna make a statement here. I'm not usually the guy to do this, but I do wanna point this out. It's very weird to me that the only members of the flop that was Retribution that got released are the women. How do you have a seasoned veteran like Mia Yim and you never use her in the ring? How do you not Maybe Mercedes Martinez, maybe they said, you know what? You're a little more advanced in age. You're a little more rooted in professional wrestling than we would like. But how do you not do more with Mia Yim? How do you not do more with this absolute badass of a woman's wrestler? Like, I don't get it, man. I don't get
0: it. No. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, it's it's my it's mind-boggling, baffling. Um Dynasty Bernard Bolden Chip again saying that the releases uh, are surprising. But Edmund Keith Lee's was shocked. WB dropped the ball. Uh, DJ's upset that they rehired Eva and fired her and they're saying that we lost our evolution. Um, but I definitely agree about my Yim, as you were saying, Robert, like that's someone that could have been Amazing in the women's division. She never even got the chance to be on Raw, other than retribution. You know, to be like to be me to not be. Um, rec- rec- she was reckoning, and Mercedes was uh, a retaliation. Yes. But um, and by the way,
1: uh, you bothered to draft Keith Lee in the draft. You bothered to have him as a key part of Monday Night Raw in the draft. What is this?
0: I like, don't know. I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rough time. I mean, I just, it's so disheartening. It's again, for me, like the pat it's more so, it's like this, this, uh, this uh, group itself is like really upsetting. It's again, Keith Lee, Karen Cross, Megan, all these people, it could be so great if they just got the chance. I listened to, uh, Let's say Dorado give like, like he had a, a message about his release today on, on Instagram. So much passion, so much like genuine, seems like a genuinely likable guy, so much char- charisma. Never had to show up on WTV. I'm like, if they gave this guy like just a, a mere chance to show that uh, in its own right, not as lucha house party, you know, dancing around whatever, like this guy could be great as well. You it's, know, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Uh, Ryan Danielson we're saying for years. Let me wrestle Gran Metalik. And I guarantee you they'll do it on an episode of Dark in like the next three months or so. Brian Danielson will wrestle Gran Metalik on some form of AEW programming because this is just... It's weird. I have a theory that maybe WWE is just letting go of these people because they're like okay, we no longer feel a moral obligation to house every wrestler that we can because we're not the only game in town anymore.
0: Right. The game is different now. like Whether they want to admit it or not, that is true regardless. So
1: So I wonder if they want to take advantage of it by saying, okay, we no longer need to do that. Like, hey, Trey Baxter, go bump around on the indies. Maybe AEW will hire you. You're more their speed we no longer feel obligated to try to make you work within our system.
0: But even if that's true, you take a guy, again, for me, especially that this, with this group, even the latest, um, pattern, uh, a guy like Karen Cross, guy like Keithley, those two are guys. If, if I, if I had my druthers, I, the, I, I would build a company around them. Karen Cross, I thought he was amazing in XT, Keith Lee as well. And when Keith Lee arrived on Raw, I thought like things were going pretty well and then the wheels kind of fell off. Karen Cross, not so much that he was kind of doing from the start and they put him in a gladiator helmet, but I just don't get it. Uh, and the, and the, the narrative remains that it's only about the money. Michael Khan kind of saying it's only about the money and DJ saying that's like you hear that it's, it's about budget cuts. And then well, this time around, again, the reports being about potentially the vaccination status, I understand that and that complicates things as well. That's a whole other, a lot of weeds to get into there. But nonetheless, the creative frustration remains the same of like these are people that you could just, you know, really, you know, give the spotlight to and and they could really shine. And then they just, again, Amaya Yim, Alensei Dorado, they're just like squandered, you know? And for me, it's weird because for so long, you know, Robert, you mentioned WWE scooping people up. And on the flip side of that, you have for so long people having WWE as the all end all and now we're in this very, I think we're, the game is changing in the sense of like, now it's and many people that do go to WWE. Uh, it's becoming like, uh, well, obviously the the common metaphor is about being in prison. It's like, oh, they go there they're and then they are released and they're going, like they're released from prison. And it's just like this weird thing. Cause then they, then they leave and then they go off and do great things elsewhere. So I feel like at some point, you know, the, the, the other street is going to drop. And like people who kind of rise to success on, I know of other companies, you know, the Independence, uh, in, Impact, whatever. Uh, they might look at this and be like, I don't want to go there. Like, no, you know, and I think we're a long ways away from that. But have yet another, this time, 18 uh, deep group of releases of, of a very, very talented group of people. I think that that is something to to think about.
1: This calendar year alone, WWE has released... A handful of NXT champions, a handful of WWE champions, women's tag team champions, uh, women's champions, we haven't even talked about Nia Jax yet. Uh, it's like accolades no longer mean anything. I, I just, I don't get it. Cause it used to be like, look, I love Fandango <laughs> (laughs) I love Tyler Breeze. When they got released, it was sort of like, that's a shame. That's shocking considering their tenure. Right. But, okay. I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're going. When you release somebody like a Zeta Ramir, hey, sorry we couldn't make it work out. We're, you know, maybe someday in the future. You fucking release. Ray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and Keith Lee, in the same calendar year, you just start to go, oh, do you not want main event stars? Uh, like, Braun Strowman just threw Shane McMahon off of a cage earlier this year. Like, nothing means anything anymore. Brian Danielson headlined WrestleMania. Nothing means anything anymore.
0: Yep. It's- it is crazy. It, it absolutely is
1: absolutely crazy. bizarre. It is absolutely insane that you're going, you know, that, I think we should let go of Keith Lee and make room for Von Baganer. Like, uh, this is the future of the industry. Uh, I, I like Tony D'Angelo, okay? Like, my my dad, that's how, that's how I grew up. I grew up talking about You know, forget about it and go the goo. That's like, literally, that's not me doing a bit. That is how I grew up. I think Tony D'Angelo is fabulous. Not at the expense of Keith Lee. Not at the expense of Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Organo. Any of the other names, his contracts are rumored to be coming up. It's weird. I don't give a shit if NXT lost to AEW in the ratings war or whatever. NXT was the hottest brand in professional wrestling from 2013 to 2020.
0: And they killed it. Killed it dead. The fact
1: <laughs> that just because they didn't squash AEW like a bug. And does it not feel like a retaliation method for all of that?
0: A little if bit. I, I mean, that's a whole nother thing we get into. But like Triple H's NXT, the one you just mentioned, is gone. Especially in a world where Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano, if they do leave, really like then it'll be it
1: really is like the remnants of Triple H's NXT as it stands right now are Ciampa, Gargano, O'Reilly, and two of those three are leaving. Owens and Zayn, and one of those two are leaving.
0: Owens is gone. I'm so, like I I at this point especially oh. he's gone.
1: And then you've got – so that would leave you with Sami Zayn, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, assuming that Gargano and O'Reilly leave, and the Four Horsewomen because Nia Jax was Triple H's NXT, gone. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And Bliss and Carmella, who have weathered every storm. You know why? And I've always had this theory that it it, uh, rings true even more now because they didn't do anything – on NXT to stand out, so they felt more like main roster acquisitions, right. and and you know they were main roster people. I think it's a fucking shame. I I do, you know, and yeah, I just I, yeah, man, it's it's absolutely awful. Keith Lee should be a star right now. Um, Karen Cross should have been a top heel with Scarlett. Box
0: office draws right there. All three. All three.
1: Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar is the match that should be happening. Keith Lee, uh, Roman Reigns. You had that be the end of a fucking Survivor Series match. And we're not talking like, oh, man, this is six years ago. This is, this is four years two. ago. That was two, two years. years ago. That is the last Survivor Series in front of human beings. Saw Keith Lee and Roman Reigns as the final two fighting it out. Oh, man. It doesn't make any sense. I I, I don't want to get into hypotheticals of are they selling or are they this? But something drastic happened when that pandemic hit.
0: And I think we're seeing that, uh, especially with all these releases. I think it's people are continue. I've seen a lot of the narrative kind of comparing WWE and Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor did what it did to survive. WWE is doing this to maintain profit. There's a a world of difference there, but nonetheless, the effect the the ramifications are are present. Where it's like the the, the pandemic continues to affect how the companies and how they operate. And I think that's that's a fair observation. Um, and another part of it is that like you can say i I think it's fair to say that you don't have to release these groups and groups of wrestlers to for 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 budget cuts you don't have to make budget cuts by releasing people right like or or at least you know i don't know there's a whole other thing we get into it it to me like even i want to sound bad like you can release people behind the scenes like so like I don't know, I guess they're not the not the talent on the, on your show. Cause then again, the uh, like half of this is like it's awful from a human perspective, and half it is like from a creative perspective, like <laughs> these people that could be helping the show, that could be stars, that could be this about everything. thing. Um, you know, and again, it, uh, the the fact is that like this probably isn't over because because uh Michael Covenant is saying even with this, they still have over a hundred people on Raw Spectrum XT and XT UK. So Again, probably well, I see the NXT more is-
1: if they can help it, because let's be honest, and WWE Asia has folded, yeah, WWE and NXT India not happening. They released Jeet Rama, they've called up Shanky. I think Guru Raj is maybe on 205 live. I can't yeah. see him lasting another one of these rounds. Sorry, that sounds mean. But, you know, I don't mean it that way. It's just like, look at who they're cutting. Right. You know, like.
0: The writing's on the wall.
1: So, as the NXT UK may be folding in within a year or so. Just Could happen. Really, with the way it's going, with the way everything is like, just, WWE appears to be cannibalizing,
0: you know? It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Hard to understand, especially. Uh, especially with Michael, Michael Kent saying that, you know, we'll have all this talk about the pandemic and, you know, the finances and you know losing money or or being worried about losing money. The report just wrote today they had the public filing for the new CFO millions of dollars. A base salary, a lot of money, millions of dollars as a bonus, a million dollars bonus, and I think it was five million dollars as uh, in stocks beyond that. Um, like, like well, I'm sorry, but like, you, you're doing not
1: that gonna, but... I, I don't want to get into the whole like capitalism i know but nonetheless like, yeah, like, none let's, let's be real uh, there's a reason people are very much mad about people like elon musk and jeff bezos because it's like you're making so much money and yet you're like i don't know man i need to i need to make some budget cuts here
0: I like this comment from Mark Vernon saying, "How much will the pyro at Crown Jewel again? You can make budget cuts in very, very easy ways. Maybe you don't need thousands of dollars of pyro at the at shows at Crown Jewel or the pay per views. Maybe you don't need. Uh, who even knows? I'm sure. Like, it's not my job to do that. I'm saying I'm sure if they like put put some fall into it, they could find other ways to you know protect that bottom line and and, and profit with uh without cutting people. Again, that, that could be amazing." top level stars if they're handled the right way again we could be here for a whole nother hour talking about it but the moral of the story folks is that it's a frustrating time it's a hard time like in wwe in the wwe context to be a fan to sit here to try and uh you know to to watch the show enjoy the show pretend like everything's fine (laughs) and then this is the day after all these releases and trying to think everything's okay um and like WWE, they're 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 gonna keep on keeping on, but like we're sitting here as fans from the outside looking in, like it sucks. It does. There's no like there's no fans or butts. It's a hard like it's hard to sit like just watch this happen. And we try to sit through it and enjoy the wrestling, enjoy what's on the T te- what's on the on the shows. I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. But obviously, you can't, you know, talk about WWE, talk about these things without acknowledging all these things happening in the background because you know, half, who who even knows couple months down the line who on this show might be the next on the chopping block. So yeah. it does ma- it does matter. It does impact the show. And that's another all these things are why it's just it's really crappy. Period.
1: Yeah, but with that being said, I do invite you all to sit down with us and enjoy wrestling. <laughs> and I I look I know it's rough, but I, I invite you all to just find what you like in wrestling, support it, support your favorites support their merch do all that stuff i i'm gonna try to do the same you know it's
0: all you can do you know enjoy the wrestling however whatever that means to you you know we're here talking about smackdown talking about wwe but enjoy the wrestling period the wrestling world is a very wide wonderful place so if, as robert said find the wrestling that you do like and if, if you can if you're a WWE fan. Well, we all we all try and weather the storm and get through times like this. It's happened before, right? We had the releases in the past, and you know the, the initial crappiness kind of passes, and it's back to business as usual for better or worse. I'm sh- and again, the the, the the major point here: many of these people aren't just going to be fine; they're going to be great. Was when whatever the, whatever their non, their compete clause expires—thirty days, ninety, whatever it might be—they're going to be off to the races. They're going to sh- like maybe not everybody, unfortunately, that's the nature of the business, but the really top of the ones, the people that worse than here should have been of stars. They're going to get a chance to shine. I have to believe that a guy like Keith Lee, uh, someone like me again, Cameron Cross, whoever it might be, would be just fine. So that's what it boils down to. And we've got to this as best we can. And that's what we're here to do with all, all shows that we do. Good, bad in between. We're still here to talk about it. Robert, you and I are here to talk about SmackDown on Monday. John Clark and I will be back here to talk about Raw and NXT on Tuesday. Otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Bill Perdue recently interviewed uh, Booker T. That one up recently. And he also interviewed Nyla Rose of AEW. So make sure to check that out. Don McDaniel interviewed Mick Foley recently. All these things and more always available. So make sure to leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you. We appreciate your support and all of your comments uh, for keeping the conversation going. And with that being said, Robert... Or else I'll do one thing above all others. Can you tell me what that is?
1: Oh, hold on one second. Before I do, I want to just invite you all to kindly follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the other social medias at dude Felice. Follow me on Twitch at Dude Felice. I want to try streaming there more. So if you do that, I thank you. And of course, above all else, try to sit back, relax, and enjoy
0: rest. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.